Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this plate stack chat. Um, today, we've got three, but one of them is not your average person around the plate stack. So you've got me, Sam, you've got Jason. Tom's not here, unfortunately. Um, he, I don't know, he's washing his hair or doing, you know, making some podcasts with really famous people or something like that. Um, but today, we do, in fact, have the, uh, he's the owner of CrossFit Boudicca, the Lift Lab, Battle for Middle Grounds. He, they're part of the Arnold Fitness Games and they've just purchased Rep It Out. It is the one, the only, Rick Hornsey. Welcome to the show, mate. How you doing? I'm not too bad, guys. Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, good. Is that not the best um, introduction you've ever had in your life? It, yeah, but it has to be. It has to be. The answer is yes, Rick. <laughs> not, not, not to burst your bubble. It's the only one I've had. <laughs> oh, but there, there you go. Then it's, it's like you know when my wife says to me, "Oh, is, is this the nicest meal you've had all day?" Yes, baby, it's, it's definitely the nicest because uh, it's the only one I've had all day. <laughs> well, well, I've heard many an introduction for other people, other people that have appeared on this podcast. Um, none of them have been quite that big. So <laughs> um, I don't know what you've done to Sam that has earned you such an introduction. Unfortunately, as, as he mentioned, Tom's not here. I hope he's not washing his hair because as we found out the last time he was on the podcast, he did manage to pull a muscle washing his hair. <laughs> so that could, be, <laughs> that could be dangerous. Yeah. And um, the fact that he's not here, this is a, a little, a little, you know, feather in my cap. The fact that he's not on this episode means I now have officially done more episodes than anybody else of Plate Sack Chat. No, so, uh, congratulations to me. Well done. <laughs> you, can, you can pat yourself on the back. Just did. <laughs> well, uh, the reason, so one of the reasons, in fact, the main reason that um, that Rick got such a big, big introduction is because the first time we met, he took me out for Nando's, um, which is, he probably won't remember because he was shattered and he just done like a 23 hour day. Um, and we were eating Nando's at like 10.30 in the evening or something. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. I absolutely I'd swipe, I'd swipe right on him on Tinder and we went for Nando's. <laughs> okay, future guests, if you want the same kind of introduction, <laughs> you know what you've got to do. That's it. We can even, in most of the country, we can even take each other out now that nowadays and go and sit in a restaurant. So there we go. Well, we should probably get down to talking about some sort of topic tonight. What, what are you thinking, Jace? What, what am I thinking? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking probably about the message you sent me earlier that told me a topic that's, that's what i'm one. thinking about that's the one <laughs> so i i think we were we were thinking as somebody who's you know we all we well we all i go to a crossfit box sam has once again been forced to take uh, an early retirement but he, he claims one day he'll go back i'll be back i'll be back I, i'm injured i'm actually injured and i can't like i'm not that i can't train everyone can train but if i went to train i would overtrain and probably be more injured so that's my that's my caveat, okay, for anyone listening who thinks that that's I'm the just CrossFit a labor. way. That's I'm, the CrossFit way. <laughs> I know. I've, I know. I've got this pain in my shoulder, and I don't know how it got there. <laughs> but I'll train through it. Absolutely. It that, that is the CrossFit way, isn't it? So, I mean, actually, that that does lead nicely in then to the topic, because we wanted to talk about, like, motivating people when they're at the gym or when they're training. But then coupling that with leaving the ego at the door. And, and one of the, the big reasons for that is that you can get injured right, if you don't. Um, yeah. Or, you know, and people can scream at you as much as they want to not put the barbell down. But if you've 
overloaded that barbell considerably because of ego, it's not going to help you. Is it? It's not going to motivate you through um, one rep maxing 17 times in a row to get for a workout. Yeah, exactly. So as, as a, a gym owner and, you know, also somebody who's involved heavily in events, it'd be interesting to kind of see your point of view as well then um, Rick on how, on how to motivate people and also on that kind of checking ego, because I suppose at, at competition time, it's not quite the same because you, you do need to push that, you know, that little bit harder. You, you, you do need to beat that person to your right or to your left. That's kind of the point. But when you're training throughout the week, I guess that's kind of um, going to be detrimental in, in the long run, right? If you are basically fighting every single workout for first place, uh, I mean, unless you're, I don't know, <laughs> some super athlete that goes to a gym that you can easily <laughs> win every workout. Yeah, a bit, a bit, but then again, I mean, I mean, it's it's the same with those, and it's the same of a lot of a lot of the top end competitive athletes probably won't do classes. You know, they'll be doing programming from such and such, and and in a way, for a gym and for a a, a, a gym owner and a coach. Sounds bad, but that's kind of a good thing as well because it, to be competitive, you should be doing the boring stuff and your training is boring. It's learning movement patterns, repeating that and doing those bits. With the classes, um, it, it, again, that's completely different and it's a, it's a difference and it's a juggling act between a coach, a business and also the member and what they're getting out of it. Now, with, with them, a lot of them basically attack every training session like they're on the comp floor. Do you know what I mean? It's 100% intensity or, well, let's be honest, most of them have not rested for four weeks and it's 75% intensity, but in their head it's 100. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, they're going for it. And, and this is where you've got to look at it as you need to, it needs to be uh, education for them or of exactly what's happening but then also empathy you know you've got some people that that are going to do that and and it's i don't want to say that there's that there's nothing wrong with it because from a, a coaching point of view that there is but you've also got to think that this is supposed to be that person's best hour of the day this is supposed to be their little salvation away from whatever's crazy stuff is going on in home and in work life and if they want to come and just absolutely annihilate themselves well they're not six well 13 and i'm not the parent and also they're here for a good time but if you can have that empathy understand that that's what they're getting out of their session there then you should be able to talk them around into saying look let's let's use a lot like a kettlebell use this as your active rest day let's still go through the workout crush it but you don't need to be rx in it you know and 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 actually going through that with them and trying to get them to relate to that rather than being, and I do see some coaches doing this where they literally think that they've got to go in and tell everyone exactly what they should be lifting, exactly how they should be moving. Um, you know, scaling people right down to PVC pipes. And it's like, I get it. You're trying to keep it safe, but now that's, that's called a Brenda little Brenda in the corner has actually had the worst belittling hour of the day. And is kind of leaving deflated and not feeling great. So I think I think as that coach trying to get across and educate your your members that the stuff that you're saying is there 
to try and help them and protect them. But at the same time, you want to try and ensure that they're having an absolute like kick-ass great time while they're there. And and that seems to work, you know, really well with, with the members at our places where, you know, it's getting that through that they understand that they're not really in a competition against anyone, not even themselves, which is one of those big CrossFit sayings, isn't it? Like the only competition is you. I do get that and it's very motivating. But sometimes having you as your competition is the worst thing yeah. for you. <laughs> well, you're never going to beat you, are you? Because no, even I... if you beat you yesterday, you're probably not going to beat you again tomorrow because then, and then you're just going to lose and feel worse. Well, I think more than anything, it's just that life fluctuates, right? So um, depend. So like for, for myself, I train mm-hmm. a couple of times a week, half 10 in the morning, uh, and I train a couple of times in the week at 8 p.m. Uh, and when I'm training at 8 p.m., I will have worked probably a 10 hour day. Uh, and when I'm training at half 10 in the morning, it means I didn't go to work that day. And I've had a couple of hours to have a decent breakfast, like I've let that digest. I've got all the energy for the day, but I've warmed up kind of enough to, to hit a workout. So obviously, if we repeat a workout, but it's a workout that I did once at 8 p.m. and I'm repeating it now at half 10, you know, it's not just a, oh, did you get better or, or not? It's, well, what have you done in the day leading up to your workout that maybe meant last time you did worse or this time you're doing better, right? So that I kind of get that competing against yourself. Or did you by any chance just go through a global pandemic, which maybe meant you didn't get to train as much? So now all your numbers have dropped off a bit. So, yeah, I, I think competing with yourself sometimes can also be dangerous because you can make that idea of like, oh, you know, what, I'm, what am I doing? I'm not getting any better. I'm useless. Well, actually, it's not true. And, and that's the exact example I was about to say. You know, we, we're coming out, because I'm hearing so much of this at the moment with the members. We're just coming out of lockdown. There's a massive mixed bag as well, uh, not just competing with yourself, but of people that have literally done nothing. Some people did the Zooms. Some people did loads of extra stuff. Some people got into running. So now they're coming back. They're comparing themselves to where they were before. And they're also comparing themselves within that peer group, that class group of who they were close to, who now is either smashing them or doing whatever. And it's like, but but you did nothing on lockdown. So I don't get why you're being harsh with yourself. Like, if you sit down and go through all this logically, you can make sense of it. But the, unfortunately, the human brain doesn't work that way, does it? So <laughs> it's all of a sudden, Dave's kicking my ass on this workout, whereas I used to kick his ass. I'm going to sulk and I'm going to beat myself up and I'm going to feel awful about myself. And it's like, Dave did every Zoom class. You sat at home, didn't you? <laughs> but- yeah. Well, that's that. That's exactly how I felt, though. Like, so I, I, I historically, like, it's been said on the podcast, I was good to myself during lockdown, right? I did what I wanted during lockdown. I ate what I wanted, but lockdown was not good to me because I was good to myself. Like, I felt like I, um, I, I looked off. It sounds stupid. My, I'm a comfort eater, so I, com- I comforted myself by eating. What I should have been doing was comforting myself by doing Zoom classes and going out for a run and, and doing the things that actually would make me feel good at the end. But actually what I did was eat my body weight in wine gums and chocolate and ice cream. And now, you know, I'm bigger than I was. I'm slower than I was. I've got more health problems than I did, you know. And going back to Brenda, like if if I were Brenda, um, you know, and, and I'm going back in the gym having... You know, say we're doing a work, a snatch workout and I'm, I don't know, doing 50 kilos for reps. 
now I'm coming in and my, and my coach is being prescriptive to me and saying like, oh, you haven't done anything over. You should probably just use the bar or maybe you should use a 10K bar um, because I don't want you to like overdo it. And then that makes me feel trash because all I want to do is come in and feel good about myself again after having like made myself kind of feel worse over that period, my own doing, but I want to come back in now and maybe do less reps or something, but with a similar weight, but I now feel belittled by the equivalent of Brenda with a PVC pipe. Like, you know, all I want to do is thrash myself and you're going, well, actually just have a PVC pipe. Like my coaches don't do that. Fortunately, like they've, they've been, they're really good. Like Bearwood and CrossFit is the best CrossFit gym that I've been to this month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I haven't been to a gym this month, last month, best CrossFit gym I went to last month. Um, but yeah, like, I, I get that. Like the, the belittling, like that's not confidence building. Um, if anything, that is building ego because then I, I want to build my ego and go, well, I, I'll just do what I want to do. Like, well, that's not helpful either. I, I have an important question, first of all, and then I'll unpick some other stuff. Was that body weight of ice cream plus body weight of wine gums? Or was that a combined total, like half the body weight was ice cream and half the body weight was wine gums? Well, it was half the body weight of each wine gum um, at minus the body weight of me right? times pie because I just like pie. Um, and, and then, yeah, it kind of all rolled into one. If, if, that was, if that's a good answer to your question, I, I don't know if that's... Well, you know how I feel about maths. So yeah. That really helps, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I created a circle out of that. <laughs> <laughs> What I think is interesting as well um, is that like we did different things during the lockdown as well because of, you know, what we could do. Right. So you had people that had fully kitted out home gyms and you had people that had a kettlebell maybe or a heavy bag of sand that they were able to use. And so people were doing different things. Uh, like I know in lockdown one, I was on every Zoom workout uh, that was available from CrossFit Bath. We moved house and then in lockdown two and three. I didn't have, I just, it wasn't possible for me to get onto those Zoom classes, but I started running and historically I never really ran. So going back to the gym when they all kind of reopened, yes, you know, my, my strength had gone down on a lot of, a lot of things, but it's quite quickly managed to kind of get back up because guess what? Never really that strong, but the running, I, I was never like really a terrible runner. I'm a, definitely a better runner now, but it's things like double unders my double unders have never been better i didn't do any double unders during the lockdown the first time i did them in in lockdown was during the open uh, and then we had them quite often when when the box reopened and just like all the running kind of building that engine just crossed over into being better at double unders so i could go back into the gym and be like oh you know my, my deadlift's gone down my squat's gone down my clean's gone down or i can go back in and be like oh double unders have gone up my running's a lot better just because that's what i could do in lockdown so there's still been progress and that's kind of crossfit in a nutshell really isn't it because you've got so many different disciplines and movements and skills like in that bubble that you it's always fluctuating isn't it because you put on for me personally i put on a little bit of weight yay my clean's gone up oh no all the gymnastic skills are, are suffering now lose a bit of weight great pull-ups are easy again oh no why is this barbell so heavy so you're constantly kind of doing that little battle, aren't you? Yeah, and I, I actually think that there's a there's a, there's a real a, 
especially for non-competitive athletes, this is a real head struggle. But this is a really golden opportunity, which most most non-competitive crossfits can't get their head around. So if you think about it, how many people do we know in the box that move slightly roper, that can kind of do a pull-up, but it's a weird kip, that can do, for instance, double unders, but not that many keep tripping, etc. So what you've got now is you've got this massive bit where you've got skill fade, which means your body and your central nervous system has kind of forgotten a little bit about how to do those movements, which now allows you to relearn that movement slightly better than you did before. So for instance, learning to drive, like once you've driven for a few years, if you have a year out of driving, I can guarantee you when you get back in the car, you can still do it but you pay more attention, you start to pick it up a bit better and you actually improve as a, as a driver. So the same applies with this stuff. How many people kept on getting told by their coach that they were pulling too much with their arms in the clean or something like that? It happens all the time. Well, all of a sudden now, they still know what a clean is and they still roughly know exactly how to do it. But now it's a golden opportunity where it can get re-drilled in 10% better than last time. It's... 101 coaching, which unfortunately never can really happen. This does sound bad. As an owner and as a coach, okay, it just doesn't happen to general pop, your general members. So for competitive athletes, they go through training phases. And when they've finished the training phase, they're going to have a proper deload and a proper bit of time off. Um, if you, even if you listen to like Matt Fraser when he was on, like, podcast with Joe Rogan and stuff like that like when he finished a big major event he had like two weeks of doing nothing nothing not like oh, I'm doing some light cardio and I'm doing he sat on a couch and ate pizza for two weeks he openly admits this what that lets you do is it lets your body it lets your joints repair and relax from the battering they've got it lets your central nervous system calm down and slightly forget bad movement patterns so that when you get back into training you can start back on that progression curve rather than let's be honest your like general member will train minimum five days a week nutrition's not amazing they will not have a rest on unless it's that like week in Portugal no Portugal's off the list now maybe <laughs> Greece if they look okay we'll find out so if that's not it's Bognoregius like yeah yeah okay let's stay UK for this one so they have that week in Skegness in a dodgy caravan they don't do any lifting okay but they've spent the whole week drinking <laughs> so and then they come back they moan about how unfit they've got in that one week, uh, but the central nervous system and everything still hasn't had that chance. This time, unique time, where every people have had potentially nine months not training properly, this, that, and the other, is a fantastic opportunity that, although it feels rubbish and everyone's whinging about it, it's like, but you've got the chance to learn how to kit properly. Instead of doing that thing that you repeated a thousand times in class that was nowhere near hollow arch or back, or, you know, back extension, you know, your COD shapes, it was literally what I call a sock on a washing line. You were flopping and managing a pull-up and doing this. And, and it, but it was getting you through the workout, and that's cool because that's what we're here to do. 
Now, my point is, is you're at a unique opportunity where you can kind of fix a lot of that stuff or get it a hell of a lot better than where it was before. So rather than look at it from a negative point of view, for me, motivation wise, I'm like, cool, this is a real opportunity to fix stuff. Like my, my, my last after I think the first lockdown, my muscle ups had kind of gone to a bit of toffee, chicken wing had come back, this, that, and the other. So I'm like, whoa, I can just strip this back to drills, get this nice and neat, hopefully forget that movement pattern. Because if I don't know if you ever noticed, but the top crossfitters don't seem to do much chicken wing. And it's because they mm-hmm. never even learned that movement pattern. Like, even uh, I'm relating to Matt Fraser's podcast again, because I, I listened to it the other day. Uh, and even he said the stuff that he sees on the comp floor, the difference of like when he's tired, he'll put a rest in because he's tired, but his movement pattern will still be the same because he's been doing Olympic lifting and learning how to move since a little kid. So what he doesn't do is all of a sudden he becomes tired, his back rounds and he just looks like some suicidal prawn throwing a barbell over his head. Whereas for a lot of CrossFitters, once they hit fatigue, it's like, that's what happens. But that can get coached out. But it, this is what I'm saying. This is a great moment of opportunity where you're like, do you know what? I can I can do that now. And, and I also think like with this motivation and leaving the ego at the door, we do it here where we'll write workouts where they're for quality. And, and as a coach, we'll go around and tell people and we'll be like, look, put a rest in. Oh, but I'm not tired. Yeah, but that's horrendous. Put a rest in, <laughs> you know. And and have some have some humor with with your members. Like Jesus, it's meant to be the best hour of the day. Like do it with a bit of crack, but try and do some stuff for quality so that they get the message across that actually, you know what I mean? Like these hips have to last me a whole lifetime. Why do I want to trash them in one year of CrossFit? You know, let's let's actually move for quality and enjoy this for the next 30 years, having a good crack killing some workouts but having a beer afterwards and still having hips at work rather than go out in a blaze of glory after like six months to a year but like yeah but i crushed it see you later never come yeah. again <laughs> it's funny actually because I, I was going to say about programming and probably how much that plays a part in it because yeah we have the same that um in fact, i can think this week we've had workouts where you know, you've got the workout written on the board and then underneath notes uh, and now the the app that we've all started using to book in since the lockdowns and the restrictions and that there are the workout and then there's you know all these notes on the workout and quite often it will be this is a for quality of movement thing so you know choose weight accordingly uh you know and, and again you can kind of have well this is sort of the recommended in the sense that this should be you know this weight should be a heavy weight or this weight should be a moderately light weight that you can go through quite easily and then obviously what's moderately light for me is going to be very different from Sam and, and, and you, but, all right, I understand that, you know, is it like, this is a clean, oh yeah, I can clean that weight. Okay. You, you can do it, but does it feel light when you do it? Or is this, you know, creeping up to your, your one rep max kind of thing. And that's it. Like people aren't stupid either. Are they? Like I know, we, we all know. And, and, and I know the coaches know, cause it's obvious, right? I, I know when they write that on the board, I sometimes, I'll walk in and go, yeah, middle finger to that. I'll do what I want to do. And it'll be for quality. And it'll look, my, 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 I will look like a suicidal prawn trying to cycle a barbell, <laughs> to quote, to quote, to quote, oh, to quote our friend Rick. But, and I, I, I don't think that's okay, <laughs> but, but I still do it, which is 
frustrating in myself. You see, I, I, I do think it's okay, but I think that's that relationship between coach and member mm. where it needs to be like, that's cool, Sam. Like, I, I'm, I'm just telling you how I think you should do it and how I would like as a coach for you to do it, but I'm not your dad or your mum. I'm not going to ground you for it. It's your workout. You can do whatever you want to do. Like, I don't see coaches or, or PTs at Pure Gym walking around telling everyone exactly how they should move. Like, it's their gym to do what they want in. And I'm very much that way. Like, don't drop bat, like dumbbells in my gym because they cost money and I'll have to slap you. But if you want to fully pull the pin on a workout and do whatever you want to do, it's like, totally cool. Go for it. But I've said my bit. So at the end of the workout, if you'd hurt yourself or anything like that, it's like, you've done that to yourself. We're all adults. But I've told you my opinion and I've told you my experience. And what, and again, backing it up with that experience, I've told you exactly why and giving you my train of thought behind that with my experience. If you're going to throw that in the bin, that's totally cool because it is your life. It's your back. It's your knee. It's your hip. It's whatever you want to do. And I want you to have the best hour of the day. So I'll have a beer and I'll laugh with you afterwards when you're icing your back, but we're still mates. And do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. I get in a taxi and he decides to take his own route to my house and I think there's a better route, I'm not going to fall out with him. Unless he's like adding 40 quid on the bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, that's cool. You're choosing your route on your sat nav or whatever. Like we'll get to the end destination. Like, I, you don't need to be controlling as a coach. You need to just make sure it's as safe as possible and that that person, that member, has been, you know, has been advised, has had some of that, of your wisdom put onto them, your experience, so that then they're making an educated decision rather than just a silly one. You can still make silly ones when you're educated. I do loads of them. <laughs> Coming on this podcast, for example. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you're right. And and I think you see that, don't you, in the evolution of a of like a CrossFitter's journey, basically. When somebody signs up and the way they approach workouts in the beginning and the way they approach them after the three or four years, you you notice people being like, Oh no, I'm gonna scale back a little bit on this one for this reason or for that reason. And 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 even when someone's like, Oh, but I'm sure you can do that RX, you're like, Yeah, I potentially I, I could get through that. But that you know, have you noticed the stimulus or you know what we did yesterday? I'm still feeling that like you're just a little bit more more mature, and maybe that helps you with the kind of ego thing. You're not feeling like I've got something to prove here on this workout. It's more like, well, look, I've been here a few years now. I I know you know I, people know me. They know who I am. They know what I can do. I don't need to prove it to you every single workout that I'm I'm capable. I can adjust according. Um, I think though, like going back to people kind of losing movement patterns during lockdown because uh, I did exactly the same thing. I went in the other week um, and we I stayed after the class. We wanted to do a little bit of gymnastic stuff. I did one of the ugliest muscle ups in history, um, tried to do a second one and basically took the heart rate monitor off <laughs> that when I hit it on the bar and I just thought, you know what? No, I'm my muscle ups are off the table for a little while. Let me go back and, and, do a bit more strict stuff, get, you know, work a little bit more on getting the kit back to, to how it should be. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this in, in the future. You're so but, sensible, Jason, uh, you're just such a sensible guy. But I think the fact that I'm not the only person in that boat now 
doesn't that make it easier across the board? I know I was speaking to a member that was really nervous about coming back. In fact, they've only done two classes sort of since we reopened. They're really anxious, really nervous. And they're saying, because I, I don't feel good at like, I'm no, I'm not any good. I feel like I've lost so much during the lockdown. And I was like, that's how everybody feels. That's across the board. Now it like even better get back in now because you'll be getting back in when everyone else is also feeling pretty terrible. And then you're all build back up together versus you taking another month or two off and then coming back once we've all kind of gotten back into the groove and you now have to start and then you will feel like everyone is better than you kind of thing even though it absolutely doesn't matter that's not not the problem i think i think a massive part of this as well is the human brain and also like how we how we remember things and things like that like everyone remembers their childhood as like being amazing and doing all this that, and the other well it wasn't you know you got slapped all the time this and, and told off there was plenty of bad parts in that childhood but we don't really kind of remember them and it's the same with the training we're like yeah but do you know what i mean i used to be an absolute ninja like i was up there with rich Froning, i was doing all this and it's like brenda you used like an empty kit 15k bar and this that and the other like and when did you not leave here when you back when you thought you were really fit? When did you not leave here like cursing me for destroying you in a workout? Like you just thinking in your head that you're like absolute this absolute machine back then and now you've lost it all and you're nowhere. It's like you've probably lost a tiny bit, but do you still have banter? Or did you lose that due COVID? No, so you've still got a bit of crack. Okay. <laughs> and you still know all these people, so you can still have a good laugh with them. All right, cool. So that's a big part of what we do. That's that's the whole community side of it. And it's still getting you out of the house and being able to come and see friends for that hour. So really the fact that you've lost a little bit of fitness, is it is it massive in this? Or is it the fact of that'll probably come back within like two or four weeks? But what's still here is the members, the friendships, the banter, having a good crack, and actually just stepping within that doors that kind of puts a smile on your face, sets you up for the rest of the day or whatever, and you leave thinking you've accomplished something. Mm. That's the bits that are getting forgotten. You know what I mean? And it's like, forget about that number or that grace time or whatever. That stuff comes back. Trust me. My training's been up and down ever since I left the army. Like it comes back in no time. Just concentrate on the stuff that it's really there for, which is for your mind space and, and kind of just getting something out of life and enjoying it. Yeah, that's wicked. That is wicked. Well, I think we, we've, uh, I think we probably need to leave it there because hopefully Rick will come back for next week's. Um, we'll get him back on and he'll, uh, we'll talk about something else. But I've taken notes from that. Um, Rick, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, we'll do the socials bit. If you want to go and follow people on social media, if you spend your life on social media, then that's great. Good for you. Um, if you do, <laughs> sarcasm there, maybe. Um, but if you, uh, yeah, if you want to go and find out about um, the Battle for Middle Grounds, then go and do that. Just type it in Google. You'll definitely find it. Uh, Arnold Fitness Games again. Type that in. You'll go. You'll find it. Um, but yeah, if you if you want to tune in again or oh, we should probably plug our own podcast stuff shouldn't we at plate.stack.chat uh, on instagram we don't have a facebook page because facebook's for old people i don't know is that is that allowed are we allowed to say that i'm old 
Well, I, I mean, I think you revealed how old you are when you're giving out the the handles of how to find like Battle for Middle Ground was type it in Google. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, what, what, what else do you do? Like, what else do you do now? What, when you're looking in Carter Encyclopedia? What we... <laughs> well, I, I thought you might have just given like the, the Instagram handle or the... Well, it is you know, at the... Battle for Middle Ground. Well, there you go. That is literally it. So you know what you can do? At you can, Arnold you can Fitness Games. That directly into instagram don't pass through google just <laughs> open your phone type it in. Oh, did i not say i'm sponsored sorry hashtag ad <laughs> well thanks rick thanks so much for coming on mate jace it's been all right um and uh, and no no doubt we'll see you see everyone again soon thanks a lot absolute pleasure thanks for having us